Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends. For those of us from the video game and comic book store, Level Up Entertainment, get together each week with some friends uh, and discuss something we're passionate about. Uh, this week we're doing the just released uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, just came out on HBO Max a couple of days ago, um, and we're gonna we have some thoughts and would like to discuss them. Um, I'm your host Scott, and joining me this week I've got Kendall. Hello. Um, uh, let's get the non-spoiler stuff out of the way so we can just get right into spoiler discussion. Uh, I love this movie. I, at least in the initial afterglow of watching it, it might be my favorite of the legendary MonsterVerse movies. Um, I don't know if you feel differently or not. Uh, no, definitely uh, best of the the MonsterVerse, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely... It knows what you want, and instead of holding that back, it like gives it delivers, and then like is also setting other things up to deliver. Yeah, it it basically gave me the exact. It basically gave me yeah exactly what I wanted from it. Um, and I guess we can we'll cut spoilers. You know, we'll spoiler free stuff here, so we can just get into it now. Um, I will say I did watch it on HBO Max at home. It is in theaters now. It's something I may try to see in theaters before it leaves it, um, just because you know you get the nice big screen you want it with something like this. Um, but even then, like the the home viewing was still very enjoyable. Like something wasn't lost just because I'm not seeing Godzilla like tower above me. Yeah, and in all honesty, most of the Godzilla movies I've seen at home. Yeah, they, I mostly see them on like, I used to see them on like Sunday mornings on like, you know, USA or something random. Yeah, sci fi channel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's kind of, they did say they were going to give us a definitive winner uh, and, you know, in this movie. And I guess they did. Uh, oh, they sure did. Yeah. So no surprise, Godzilla beats King Kong. Um, just in terms of abilities, like there's no way, you know, Kong's just essentially a giant ape. I know they had to scale him up and give him a magic axe in order to stand a chance, um, which I thought was awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not beholden to King Kong lore, so I'm about it. I mean, I love the King Kong movies, but yeah, I, this is a totally different version of the of the characters and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love it. gave me exactly what I wanted. They, they fought on like essentially Godzilla's home turf in the ocean, which, you know, he was able to, to, to beat Kong very well since he's basically built for that. Then they fought. Uh, so, you know, first round goes to Godzilla. Then they fight again in Hong Kong. And it looks like, you know, Kong beats him. Um, so then you like so you get to see like King Kong also winning. Uh, but then you know Godzilla rallies and just like annihilates him. Um, and then you know the secret new big bad of Mecha Godzilla is revealed and they have to team up to fight him and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So the human characters were mostly not offensive. They didn't, I feel like they weren't really like too intrusive they moved the plot along enough i think this movie really helped by like kong being one of the protagonists 
So even when you, you know, there wasn't like a giant monsters, like, like fight scenes and stuff, like the kaiju were always like kind of front and, uh, and center in the story. Um, and I know you haven't seen Skull Island, right? No, haven't seen Skull Island. I finally saw it last, the night before in preparation for, for watching this version. Um, and like he is, he's less pr- like front and center in his, essentially his own movie. But in this, they gave him like a, he, he, he had learned how to communicate in sign language. And because of that, like he does get to interact like with me more meaningfully with uh, the, the human cast, which I think goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like in that first movie, they established, you know, he's like the last of his kind. So like, they kind of establish his like loneliness and like why he kind of interacts with a lot of the people in that movie. Um, and that kind of follows up on this. I don't think you needed to have seen, I don't think you need to see any of the movies before this to really like enjoy this one. Maybe King of the Monsters. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think that one's like definitely most closely connected continuity wise at at least you know since millie bobby brown is like a main character in both of those movies yeah uh, she's essentially the only real returning character in this other than like you know king Ghidorah, one of king Ghidorah's heads um because yeah like apex the the robotics company that makes mecha godzilla i don't think was i think they were teased at the end of uh king of the monsters like they were doing like uh like snippets of newspapers and stuff like kind of mm-hmm. explaining like the aftermath of that world and I, i'm pretty sure they mentioned there because i know i got the idea i was like and you know that i was like oh they're setting up mecha godzilla for the next one you know which surprise is kind of like the last classic godzilla thing that they didn't do yet in this uh, other than just space aliens, but they imply that Ghidorah came from space. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess let's like, uh, I mean, we don't kind of go bit for bit, but um, yeah. let's like take it from the top because yeah, it's sure. easy to like bounce. Bounce around. Bounce on. around. Um, how does this movie even start? Starts on uh, the fake Skull Island, right? Yeah. So they were doing the so in Kong's movie, they had kind of a they used a lot of pop songs. It has a very lighter tone than the other two Godzilla movies, which I was wondering how they were gonna uh, like kind of meld that together in this one. They still keep like the the music and stuff of the Kong the Kong thing uh, the Kong scenes, which I thought was cool because yeah, it starts off with like Kong's waking up. He takes a shower in a waterfall and like kind of, kind of, see, kind of see his morning routine. Um, and then, yeah, he throws a tree at the sun and he realizes it's like a fake sky. They've kind of like encapsulated Skull Island to hide him from uh, Godzilla. Which makes yeah. some yeah, makes some sense because the Kong movie took place in like the, the early 70s. So they knew about him way before, you know, Godzilla showed up in 2014. Yeah, and it makes makes a lot of sense that like the government would um you know 
Yeah, but like it, take it, these precautions and like, and they established in King of the Monsters that like they basically been containing all these all the monsters throughout the world, um, either keeping them like dormant or just doing something to 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 make sure they're not like running amok. And then they the humans screw that up in in King of the Monsters, so they all get loose, and Godzilla needs to put them all in their place. It is funny in the opening credits they show like the monsters that each Godzilla and Kong like beat in their respective movies and Kong gets like one because he only really fought a couple of things uh and then Godzilla has like a hundred and they kind of they kind of like display it in a way that's like a bracket and they're the final two but like Godzilla really killed a lot more like impressive things yeah for sure and I mean he has uh a more impressive like roster of yeah, there's yeah, so nice. many Godzilla movies versus there's only a handful of Kong ones, including ones with that have Godzilla in them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So one interesting thing I thought. Um, so you know, after that we get introduced to to Bernie. Yeah. Who, um, He's uh, played by Brian Tyree Henry, who's like great actor. Uh, oh, anyone... see, I'm not I'm not familiar with him. So no, yeah, you didn't even recognize his voice. No, what's he from? He's Miles. He plays Miles's dad in uh, Spider Verse. Oh yeah, I... yeah, I didn't remember him. Yeah. He's also I didn't recognize um... him rather. He's also uh, in Atlanta. Uh, I haven't watched that. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting show. I mean, I like I like Donald Glover. It's just something that's been on my on my like list, but it's just it comes on a, a channel I don't normally watch. I think you can watch it on Hulu. It's only two seasons. I right, see. I don't have Hulu. But anyway, um, okay. It, I thought his character was a little annoying in this, but mercifully, like a lot, I, I didn't think the human characters were that intrusive in this one compared to some of the other ones. Well, in this, instead of like reacting, I feel like they are kind of driving, not so much Bernie and Millie Bobby Brown's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I feel like the the uh, other Doctor Lind and the little girl, the, the, the folks with the Hollow Earth, they they kind of are driving the plot along a little more. It it helps that they are actively with Kong, like he's essentially a part of like their little group, whereas like the Godzilla characters are are just the human characters. Yeah, like they're reacting, whereas like the Kong characters are kind of like driving the plot a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Hollow Earth, they I remember they briefly mentioned it in King of the Monsters. Yeah, they, they also bring it up in um, Skull Island that that's like, a, like they discover in that that that's part of that network. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing they've been doing. This is the first time we got to, to see it. And Hollow Earth Theory is like a really old 
yeah kind, kind of stupid <laughs> um thing but they use they, it's kind of an interesting way because they explain like that's how godzilla can get around the world so fast is using like that network of tunnels and things it, it kind of they, they incorporate it in an interesting way into like this monster verse lore that they have yeah um, i'm i'm fine with it yeah so it's like yeah they, they establish like kong's probably you know all the titans are from there originally um so there's like a power source that the bad guys discover in there that they want to utilize and they kind of trick everyone into they kind of trick into the the people that handle kong like kind of lead, have him lead them there which of course you know now that he's out and about uh they get the attract they get the attention of godzilla and that's where we get the first big fight yeah. What did you think about this uh, ocean battle? I thought it was really cool. I like how, uh, you know, so they have like this big naval fleet as well, which, so it's cool to see like, granted the, the, the army and stuff never do well against Godzilla, but they do establish in these movies that like, he's not completely impervious to them. Like they will kind of like, he reacts and they do drive him away a little bit. So I think it's cool when they team up uh you know, in the previous movies, they teamed up with Godzilla to help fight like Ghidorah and stuff. And this one, they're like kind of trying to drive him away from Kong. Um, yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> you called them the bad guys. And I mean, they definitely are set up to be. Well, they set up the they're the antagonists of this movie. Yeah. Building Mecha of... Godzilla makes sense in their world. I get it. Yeah, I. I kind of, I feel like that was maybe a missed opportunity. Like, granted, like, I like that the movie doesn't run super long. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't need every movie to be over two hours. Um, but I do think there was a missed opportunity with, especially seeing where the Mecha Godzilla stuff went. Mm -hmm. um to make those uh villain characters a bit more realistic yeah i mean again we also are arguing that like characters are 2d in a godzilla movie not that i'm trying to use that as an excuse they can always do that uh especially since like if you compare like these movies to, to godzilla 2014 which try to take everything so seriously and realistic and like I mean, it's so like they 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 put their focus in the wrong directions. I think you can take these things in a in a more, for lack of a better term, like traditional movie route. Um, I think that I think it could work, but I think you kind of I think they realize to lean into their strengths for this movie, which is like I think this is the first one outside of maybe uh, outside of Skull Island, which really like delivered on the monster stuff. Um, I liked King of the Monsters. It was more enjoyable on my more recent viewing than the original one. But, like they do cut away to like the humans a lot as things start heating up. And yeah, but it, it makes you know. I get like the humans in that movie aren't doing anything other than chasing Godzilla around. Yeah, I don't know. They just like like the. The villain was there enough, like, you know, 
I feel like there was an opportunity right before, you know, the big twist to just be like, oh, this guy isn't just like a cackling madman. He like truly like wants to, you know, because it's hard to buy that like he's building Mechagodzilla like for charity or something, you know what I mean? So I yeah. feel like there was a chance to make, like, if he was like a philanthropist instead of like a corporate Mongol, you know what I mean? I feel like that would have been. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could have always like had some sort of like indictment of capitalism, like I'll protect the world at a cost or whatever. Cause also that back of Godzilla must've cost trillions of dollars to make. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like out of the kindness of his heart, like, or, or, I guess it wasn't so much the kindness of his heart, but his like desire for like mankind to be like to take you know the, the top of the future. Yeah, and it's like, funny because like they established like Godzilla just has completely left everyone alone until they made this thing. Yeah, yeah, because because it's like yeah, it's just it's I guess it's more like the because it because they they've made Godzilla less of like a, a nuclear deterrent like commentary in these movies and more just like a force of nature like it's it's these movies have more of a man versus nature kind of kind of feel and that also is in the kong movies too um and you know in the kong side of it where like maybe like they're like humanity's like relationship with godzilla is more antagonistic whereas with kong it's like more sympathetic um and more symbiotic um because in skull island like you know he protects the the inhabitants there from all the other monsters that show up. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's more of like, a you can maybe look at the deeper meaning where it's something like that. Like it's kind of the Jurassic Park thing where like you can't really control nature and it's foolish to try. No, yeah, I just thought it was a missed opportunity to have. And I, I love a good mustache twirling villain. Yeah. But I do feel like this, his motivations were not entirely selfish. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he worked for this. That didn't bother me. That it didn't, to me, that didn't, doesn't hurt this movie. But I do what you see, what you mean about it being um, a missed opportunity. I don't think it, it hurt the movie, but I definitely had that thought. I was like, oh, like, he could have been a little more interesting. Um, yeah, like, so the party with Kong after their first tussle with Godzilla makes it to Antarctica, which is an entrance to the hollow earth Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the hollow earth? I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, I, I really like that set piece. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's uh, you know since it's the earth inside the earth, that all the gravity is like it's basically like being the inside inside of a ball. So instead of looking up and seeing sky, you'd see like the other side of like the ground, and then you know the gravity like would like I, I like how they played with the gravity and stuff in it as you move around it. Like you'll switch from side to side. Yeah, I, and I um. So Kong fought a couple of monsters in there. Did you get like Batra vibes from them or was that just me like looking for potentially other monsters? Huh. 
they didn't really look like it because they were more serpentine, but like their wings looked like Batcher's wings. But it was a good excuse just to have like another like monster fight. Like even though it was only like a very short amount of time. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if that's yeah, anyway, yeah. I, I didn't pick that up when uh watching it. But yeah, I I was very stoked to see Kong get a couple couple wins, especially since I hadn't seen his movie, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, his his movie's cool. I I, I recommend it uh checking it out. Um not just you, but like whoever gets a chance. Cause I slept on it. Cause I was remember I originally came out and I was like not super hot on Godzilla 2014. I was just like, ah, it's so you know, get to the theater. It's like a big to do. Now that it was just in my house on HBO Max, I'm like, oh, I have no excuse not to watch it. Let me watch it, you know. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I I loved the look of everything they did in this movie. Like even setting like the last thing at the end of Hong in in Hong Kong. Is that so he's got like a real like neon kind of like interesting look to it? Yeah. I thought it was cool. Um, but yeah, so Kong's in Hollow Earth. He discovered, you know, he finds like traditionally where his his people came from. And we see lots of evidence of like their war with like the Godzilla race. Like he gets this axe out of the skull of a Godzilla, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and obviously then they discover like that kaiju power source uh which then powers up their mecha godzilla um yeah the the human company that went with them like betrayed them and then you know so my thing with that uh yeah what was their name this movie did not do a good job telling you what the characters names were oh yeah the the main boss's daughter whatever her name is well, no, the 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 doctor who works with Kong. Yeah, Eileen Andrews is her name. Okay, well, you have the, the character. She, like, that's another thing. Like that. Like, I wish they would have set these like this like corporate instead of like this corporation. If it was more of like a philanthropist, like movement because it's like oh this like this lady is obviously here to like do something bad yeah and then like when she like it's like oh we're taking this everyone's like what and it's like oh you thought that this corporation was just funding this expedition for the sake of (laughs) kong like what like of course they're like going to like exploit this yeah so yeah again that's the only spot i feel like that the movie like its own logic uh, could have been like saved a little bit it doesn't bother me too much because i think it it, what it does is more is just it um facilitates the the rest of the story happening and again it's a two-hour movie and like you said it it goes i think it's decently paced um so like I, I don't know if I want to be bogged down too much with a lot of like rounding out these characters which ultimately aren't gonna they're not what we're here for. I'm not saying it, round them out. I'm just saying like I'm not saying we couldn't have a scene or two of that. Um, but I, I get why 
they may not have thought to even want to or not want but like the thought that was it probably wasn't necessary does that make sense i just think instead of making them a giant corporation you just make them like a like instead of making it LexCorp, yeah. you make it Wayne, the Wayne Foundation or whatever the heck they're called. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, because so then, like, I don't know. These people are doctors. <laughs> are they that stupid to not like see it coming when like they're portrayed? You know? Yeah, I know. Like, it's silly because as soon as they're like, "Oh, we found this power source here. We want you to help us lead us to it." I'm like. Oh, they're clearly just going to use it as a resource and exploit it. Like, I, I understand that, yes, it is very predictable, but that in a movie like this, that doesn't bother me too much. Um, especially since, like, you know, we get to see them, like, experiment with Mechagodzilla, which they, they've been kidnapping the monsters from Skull Islands, the Skull Crawlers. And, like, in what's essentially, like, a glorified cameo because it just annihilates them. Um which again, if you saw Kong Skull Islands, you would see like, oh yeah, these things are like, are, are you know, Kong used to struggle with them. So it kind of helps establish how powerful Mechagodzilla is. Yeah. I mean, granted, Kong was nowhere near as big then as he is now, um, you know, like 40 years later. Um, but yeah, Mechagodzilla. Yeah, this is about the part of the movie where we get introduced to him. Um, what did you think of his design? I thought it was a cool design. It's definitely a mecha version of, um, like this know, Godzilla. Yeah. This Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's got like bigger arms, and I thought it was rad. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I like that he he had like all kinds of like cannons and stuff would start popping out of him. I like that he's able to move in like weird ways, like his arms can like twist around and stuff. Yeah, because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Work that in there. You know, the, the guy mentions, like, it's not just Godzilla's equal, it'll be his superior. So he has, like, things that Godzilla can't do. Um, shoot missiles out of his back. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's it, it's got very specific rim vibes. Or, like, it, so in King of the Monsters in the end credit scene, like, they established that they have one of King Ghidorah's heads that Godzilla ripped off. The head that he ripped off in the earlier in the movie after the fight with Rodan. Like, that's what they use in that movie to show that, like, Ghidorah, re like, regenerates and grow another one. Um, so, like, they're in its skull using, like, its, like, neural rebuilding network to, like, have a human pilot kind of run it. And then, obviously, once they introduce, like, the kaiju magic sauce from the center of the earth, um, it go it breaks free and, like, it, it runs on its own. So, it's kind of implied that, like, Ghidorah's mind's in it. Yeah, which I thought was really cool because, like... Mechagodzilla is rad, you know, of course, one of my favorite, you know, monsters that Godzilla fights, but to, to me, like, Godzilla's ultimate antagonist is Ghidorah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in this universe, they already beat him. Yeah. So I thought, you know, if Godzilla and Kong, these like two alpha titans are teaming up it's like ah like it's fine with me that it's mechagodzilla i would have been totally like stoked mm -hmm. but like the fact that they in some way brought back Ghidorah, like yeah they were incorporate him a little bit 
I was part of me also was like, I wonder if they also made a Kong and that's like Mechanic Kong. And oh, I was like, that would be because they're like, oh yeah, we know about him too. And then like they should reveal that they have that as well. That would have been probably a little too much. Yeah. And also like in the context of this world, I get why like God's like Kong has just been chilling on this island. Yeah. Godzilla's like the one leveling like city. cities. Yeah. He's the one that's literally blowing up all of America in these movies. Yeah. Because like they just destroyed Los Angeles and, and uh, Vegas in the first movie, uh, Boston, and I think they imply some other places in the second and you know King of the Monsters, um, and he just you know Pensacola, Florida in this one. But, you know, it makes sense. It's an American-made movie. We're gonna focus on our cities, um, but I do like there's like a globe-trotting nature uh, in King of the Monsters and this one. Yeah, yeah which, which makes sense. The world's a lot smaller to these guys than they are to us. For sure. I also wonder if that's, uh, I know a lot of these like big budget movies these days are made with like. Oh, the international market. Yeah, like there's the cynical part of me is like, oh, I think they said it in Hong Kong to appeal to China. And yeah, because that's like the, the next biggest, if not the biggest. I think line. it's the biggest one. That's the one they're always chasing the money for. Yeah. But like I said, at least it was visually very interesting. And it was, yeah, I, I'm totally fine with yeah. that. But that was in my head. I was like, yeah, oh, it was in the back of my head. Like I, can't, I was like, I can't help but think about that. Uh, when they were like <laughs> transferring you know, their resources to their Hong Kong spot, I'm like, all right. Um, but like I said, it was at least it was interesting. We didn't get a city like that in the other movies. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's just like, yeah, very you know, visually appealing. Yeah, and like- For the final showdown. Yeah, so it's got, you know, like buildings and stuff that like Khan can like jump off of and escape like through and like kind of outmaneuver Godzilla with, you know. So because, you know, he's using his environment more. He's got tools and weapons. Um, I love his Godzilla like dorsal fin axe. I thought that made, you know, it's something like, those kinds of it, you know, the Kong race probably would have invent, you know, made, like you know, it charges yeah. up from the same energy source that Godzilla uses, um, so you know, it kind of is like super powerful against them. Um, it's awesome when it after it lost its charge after they fought, and he's trying to fight Mecha Godzilla with it. Godzilla's all knocked down, and he like blasts it with his atomic breath, and that's like kind of what saves the day. Yeah, well, I feel like we skipped uh, the yeah. the round two fight. Of yeah. Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, yeah, that's when the clear winner is established in that yeah. fight. Yeah. Because Kong is essentially dead. They have to, like, rechange one of the, like, change up one of their uh, little sci fi flying machines into, like, a giant, like, uh, defibrillator and, like, kind of bring them back. Cause it, yeah. cause cause that's at that point like Mecha Godzilla and Godzilla are like are are in it and Mecha Godzilla is really killing like beating him up, but you know they also established like the two of them just fought like crazy, so I think they were all kind of not at their peak at that point. Yeah, got Mecha Godzilla definitely had a an advantage. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. The Godzilla and Kong fight like it delivers. You know that's the title of the movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like that we get a winner. Yeah. Um, I, I am glad, yeah, they didn't 
play it coy or like give us the winner in the way that uh, King Kong versus Godzilla in the 60s gave us. It was just like they fall <laughs> off a cliff and then Kong just swims away. I'm like, oh. <laughs> they applied that you, he killed Godzilla. So I've always heard, but I've never seen that there are two endings to that movie. That's a, it's a, it's, um, it's not true. Um, okay. It's just one of those things people like, like an urban legend. Okay. Um, I, I will say, I think there's, there was a couple of references to that movie in this one, at least just the, the really infamous scene where Kong shoves a tree down Godzilla's throat. Um, Cause I think he does that to the monster he's fighting in the hollow earth, I think. And like, he kind of does that with his ax in this one, mm-hmm. Godzilla. Cause Godzilla's trying to like shoot the, the yeah. atomic breath, right? And he's I mean, using, yeah. Cause he's able to use the, the, the dorsal fin part of the ax as like a, a shield for it. Cause they established like that thing will destroy Kong. <laughs> Which makes sense, but like ah, I it was I love the way they moved. I love the way that like they they fought and interacted. I love that like Kong's more of a grappler than Godzilla in this. So he's like Godzilla's trying to get his atomic breath going, but Kong can like move like move yeah. his head and stuff around. Which again also gives you really cool like city destruction because all of a sudden that stuff starts moving and blowing up buildings and things. Yeah. Yeah, that last fight, whoo. It was cool. Yeah, like I don't I might watch it again while uh this podcast is rendering and uploading um but uh yeah i i really really enjoyed it i can't i can't overstate how much i felt that this movie delivered on the kaiju stuff um, yeah for sure i i just i don't know where they'll go from here i don't know if they can go anywhere because i don't know if like how toho's rights and stuff like what their agreement is and how that's going to work from here on out um i do know there was no after credit scene um, cause I waited until the end of the credits. I was like, just in case, um, they like, Oh, like some space aliens are monitoring the earth and like activate Gigan or something. I would love, I mean, so talking Godzilla, the OG mm-hmm. is like, not even talking like Kaiju movies. The original Godzilla movie is like fantastic. Yeah, go I arguably the best movie of the bunch. Yeah. I, I mean that might be like in one of my that might be in my top 10 of like just films in general. Um Yeah, I don't but, know if I, I don't know if I'd go personally that high with it, but I, I do really, really like that movie. I think it's amazing. Um but pretty much after that one, like... Oh, yeah, they immediately went silly with it. Yeah, like, Raids Again is still, like, it's not as... It's still supposed to be, like, horror. Um, but, like... But I think just the nature of him fighting another monster in it, like... And, and like, yeah, like, it, it establishes that, like, okay, like, there's more monsters than just Godzilla... Um, I think it muddies like the nuclear allegory stuff when you start. Yeah, like it moves, it starts moving away from that. So, um, so yeah, basically, like once Godzilla gets like sillier and like just starts having more fun with its like world, like 
the aliens are probably my favorite thing about it. Yeah, there's so many like humanoid uh, races out there. Just <laughs> are are super interested in giant monsters, or just have giant monsters and just throw them at Godzilla for no reason. Yeah, so I feel like that's like. I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the class the classic last classic Godzilla like things that they haven't really used yet. Yeah, like in King of the Monsters, they said Kidura was from space. They didn't confirm it, but they were like, it doesn't fit in our natural order. Like they were like, no, maybe it's from space. Like there's like lore for for it because they talk about like how these things are like represented in in cultures throughout the history. And they're like, oh, it's a dragon that fell from the sky, you know. Yeah. So they, but like, you know, we know that Ghidorah, classic Ghidorah, is from space. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see them start doing more. I guess like, black maybe black, not. I don't want to say silly things, but like, I guess less realistic i think the space stuff would really open up a lot of possibilities like now that we've seen we've seen lots of movies with these monsters just fighting not saying like some new cool monster designs or anything won't also be cool because that's also like just godzilla's bread and butter but like now that we've seen godzilla and kong team up i mean do you want the like the kaiju league like and then them to have to all of the godzilla and kong and rodan and all those guys have to band together you know now to fight something else. I mean, I'm not against that. I'm not against That's my favorite either. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, Destroy I think, all monsters was uh yeah. I, I think we talked about it uh before the movie came out where it's like I kind of wish they saved Ghidorah until after like Godzilla versus Kong. And that was something that like you know you could stop King of the Monsters where like just all of the monsters are running loose and all of a sudden, you know and Godzilla is just overwhelmed by them. Um but like I, I kind of wish that they were building up to that because, like, it's cool to see Godzilla and Kong team up for uh, against Mecha Godzilla. How cool would it be to do a, a modern destroy all monsters against Ghidorah? Yeah, I mean that would be amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean they kind of just like with that second movie, they like they're like okay, like yeah, they like left no. Godzilla like meat on the bone after that really yeah they're like here's the like there's plenty of other like kaiju they didn't introduce but like but they use like the four main Godzilla monsters yeah. yeah and there's like it's like all right like what's what's left after that you know what I mean yeah so I mean it's like know, uh, they, they haven't done like what Angerus they haven't done Gigan I don't think they would do King Caesar I'm just trying to think of, like the main guys. Do you What's think, wrong with King Caesar? <laughs> do you think they would bring like Jet Jaguar or someone into it at some point? I could see a, um, you know, especially like. I think Millie Bobby Brown will be that in the next movie. <laughs> well, like, especially after, uh, you know, Mecha Godzilla existed, I could see like, you know, the military builds Jet Jaguar and it. You think it'd just be like a mecha, like uh, like Pacific Rim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, like, that color scheme. Yeah, and you could probably have a similar look. I don't think it would have the same goofy face. Because <laughs> um, he's essentially just Ultraman anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I, I don't know. They kind of like, it's kind of like that Dragon Ball problem, you know? Like, it's like, oh, like, he's the strongest guy on Earth. And like, like you said earlier, like, Earth is like much smaller to these creatures than it is to us. Unless like something comes from a hollow Earth, they could yeah. do something like that. Yeah, they could. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess this is just the ending ending. I like that Kong gets to live in hollow Earth and Godzilla gets to live on like the surface. Yeah, because uh, they kind of after they're done teaming up, they're like gonna fight again, and then I think they just kind of like, hey, we're not actually enemies. Just leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Um, so I'm I'm glad that they're able to like have different domains, and you know, Kong essentially is happy at the end. It kind of gets what he wants. Yeah, I I don't think there was a, a reason for them to to fight either. You know, like yeah. Godzilla was only acting up because like. He knew King Ghidorah was back in a way, you know? Yeah. And like, well, like the reason he was attacking Kong is like Kong's also like the next, because they established the other one, like they need, he's like the apex alpha and like Kong is like a, a challenger to that. And they, they apply like they have this like ancient like history together, like their peoples. So there might be like some sort of like, um, because who knows how old Godzilla actually is? Because um, he could be like ancient, ancient. Um, they do establish like Kong's like young in the seventies, and he's like older in this one. Yeah, but I mean, they also in their fight earlier, like even with his like magic axe. Yeah, you know, Godzilla still won. There, I feel like there's no reason for them to pick up where they left off. Yeah, but you know, everyone kind of gets like a happy ending at the end of this, except for the people mm -hmm. that died. Um. So I, I don't know. I I really liked liked it. Um, there's no part of it where I was like disengaged, or I was just like, oh god, get on with it. Because they don't the human exclusive scenes. I don't think are they don't drag on much. And like I said, the, a lot more of the humans are much more in, involved with the plot. Like even though the Godzilla crew is a little bit more reactionary, like when they're learning information, we're learning information. Yeah. Which helps explain like, you know, like how Mecha Godzilla and those things are gonna work. For sure. And for the most part, they were like like no one really annoyed me. Ricky Baker was pretty useless until the end there. Whatever his name was in this. Yeah, the uh Russell from Deadpool too uh yeah i don't know like he's the like he and bernie are the kind of characters that like in a lesser kaiju movie would really annoy me and i'd be like oh my god please just die like, there's a couple of dudes like that in skull Island, um but basically once kong shows up like some of them don't die in the movie where i was like oh my god i can't wait for some of these like comic relief like military dudes to die um you end up spending a lot less time with them than I thought you would. Um, but that, I think of the four legendary movies, I think that one has the best human characters where like when some of them were in danger or involved with the plot, I, I was more invested than any of the other ones. And I think that also goes into help. Like, I guess because Kong's so much more of like a sympathetic character, like, you know, the, the half the humans like become on Kong's side versus 
ones that want to kill him in that. And it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of people to really rally behind Godzilla as much. You know what I mean? In this universe, I think it makes some sense, though. Yeah. Just because he, he, like, did save, like, the world. Yeah, but, like, with Godzilla, you also kind of get the feeling that, like, he doesn't really care about people and that like oh, yeah. he's just he's just doing that because like that's what he does like he's not doing like kong in skull island like the only reason he like attacks the protagonists and stuff is because they're invading his home um and like he does specifically protect the inhabitants that live there which i guess the one thing that they probably probably should have warned you from skull island is like the, the the natives don't speak in that which is why the little girl doesn't talk but like you know, they, she gets to do the sign language thing, and then it's revealed that like she, because they established early on that she's got a connection with Kong. Um, so yeah. Established that like he learned sign language from her, which is cool, and I think uh, I think thing, it was, uh, primates yeah. can do, you know. Yeah, and like, it makes sense, you know, especially since like this kaiju in this world like has a connection to to humans, you know, even though like. Because they established the first movie, like he definitely remember, like recognizes individual people, like Samuel L. Jackson's the bad guy in that, like spoilers. But like the two of them are like, you know, his whole thing becomes like, I need to kill Kong. He killed my men, uh, and he kind of goes off the deep end, uh, and then they have like a big confrontation at the end um, before the the final monster confrontation. Um. Like, yeah, like Kong definitely recognizes him. He recognizes, like, the hero characters being, like, you know, not as bad as everyone else. Uh, you know, since it's King Kong, like, he kind of, like, helps save the woman and stuff in it. Like, you know how it is. <laughs> but I like that he's not, like, in love with them like he is in, like, classic Kong. Um, and we get a little bit of, like, a nod, I think, because he's, like, at the top of some big building in the... Uh, in Hong Kong after he beats Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was he like, like climbs to the top and then it like breaks. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's fine. I, <laughs> I'm glad that Skull Island was not like a retelling of like King Kong. Um, it's it's much more of its own thing with with some yeah. nods to like classic Kong stuff. Especially, uh, we just got, you know, what ten years or. See, that was I two, say ten years earlier, it, but it, it, it was twenty fifteen. It's uh, two thousand five, so sixteen years ago we got the King Jack, uh, not King Jackson. Oh my God, the Peter Jackson King Kong movie. King Jackson, huh? Which I, I get why people don't particularly like that movie. I really like it. Um, it is extremely slow. Like Kong Skull Island moves very quick. Like you're you meet Kong almost immediately when they get to the island. Um, which it, and it doesn't take them that long to get there, um, but I I don't know I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's I think it's one of the better. It's one of the more watchable Kong movies. I mean I love the original one. Um, I think it's it, like like Godzilla. I think it's a legitimately good movie, um, and I know it's super influential for the time. Like it partially is what what partially inspired the original Godzilla. So it's always interesting when they uh, cross paths. And the original King Kong versus Godzilla has a really interesting, like, behind-the-scenes story to it. Um, I recommend. You know, I'm not equipped to go into it right now. Um, yeah, 
I know. I think uh, <clears throat> weren't the rights like illegally like like they didn't really have the rights to Kong or something like that. It's, it's sort of like that, but you got you got because that one came out in '62. So I think there was only like three, maybe four Godzilla movies at the time. Like Godzilla was still like not like King Kong was a way bigger deal than Godzilla was at the time. Um. So I yeah I I don't know it's it's interesting. Um. I, again, I'm I'm not doing it justice, but you should definitely check it out because yeah, that, there's a reason like he's powered up by lightning stuff because it was originally supposed to be the Frankenstein monster or a Frankenstein monster, not necessarily like you know, the Boilers Karloff one, but like another monster Frank and Dr. Frankenstein made. Because um, the plan was originally Frankenstein versus Kong. Um, it, it had changed through a lot of hands, both, you know, in the U.S. and then internationally. Um, and when Toho, like, was able to kind of get involved, like, they wanted to really get involved with it. But, like, it's also interesting because it's, like, the American monster versus the Japanese monster. Um, even though, like, and that's still sort of true in this, even though, like, this Kong sort of doesn't really resemble the original one too much you know think think about it. the original king kong climbed to the top of a building and was killed by planes versus godzilla in the first movie it's just unstoppable nuclear nightmare yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i think the <clears throat> didn't the electricity kind of like serve to like it, it was the kind of out, yeah know? it was kind of meant to do that i mean they also scaled them up because it's you know, they're the same size. That's, yeah. You know, also they were suit actors, so it's like kind of can't get away from that. Um, I mean, unless you got a really small guy to play Kong, like you got some sort of kid in a suit to do that. <laughs> but that's not going to be nearly as interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, but that, that original movie's fun in a completely different way that this one's fun. I haven't seen it in years because... I know it's like hard. There's like some rights issues with it. Yeah, because right? like uh, Universal owns uh, King Kong and Toho obviously has Godzilla, which I'm realizing now like these new movies are made by Warner Brothers. So like, yeah, I guess they had to do some other stuff uh, to get through it to get these characters too. I wonder how available these movies will eventually be. I mean, I'm sure there's like contractual protections against that yeah yeah i'm sure it's the, the world's much different now for those those kinds of things yeah um, like the whole like original deal with like the original king kong versus godzilla was like a little shady yeah it because like the, i think the man who like licensed kong to toho mm -hmm. just like did he didn't have the rights to Kong, but he yeah. like licensed it anyway. It, it's some weird, crazy story. I, I I don't know all the details. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I would say, check it out. There's um a YouTube channel that like goes in depth for all the Godzilla movies um that I really like. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, Big Action Bill. I was watching the just some of his stuff just kind of over the past week, just because I was getting hyped up for this movie. Um, and he, he did a whole big thing on the different aspects behind the scenes of the stuff of that. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, and he, he obviously just published it to help like ride the, the wave of hype for this. Um, which to be fair is part of why, partly why we're doing this podcast pretty quick. 
Um, but I legitimately was excited for it and wanted to talk about it, which is a big part of what this uh, this podcast is about. So fortunately, Kendall, you were able to to watch it in time. Uh, yeah. Join me on this. I love a good kaiju. I mean, we were supposed uh, to do Zack Snyder's Justice League in a similar way, but like it's just so unwieldy long. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I have seen that now to go off on a bit of a tangent. Um, it is a lot better than I think I was expecting it to be. It's just, it's just, it's so, it's too long. Like this is a, that's a movie that could never have come to theaters. Like it can only exist in streaming. But we'll we'll save that for a specific podcast later this month. I know uh, Wes really wants to talk about it, so I'm like, all right, we'll 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 figure it out uh, logistically, like who who can join on that. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, loved it. I want to say wish I could see more, but like I kind of don't really need to. I don't. I got everything I needed out of this. Yeah, I mean the movie, it's like. It's not a cinematic masterpiece, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, as far as like <clears throat> kaiju, big budget, like summer blockbustery movies, like this is up there for me. Like, I the only one that I can think that comes kind of close is like maybe Pacific Rim One, but like the human characters in that annoyed me way more. And like, yeah, human characters are the main part of the story of that. As far as like American kaiju yeah. movies, like it's like this and Cloverfield for me are at the top. Uh, see, I don't like Cloverfield. Uh, I thought Cloverfield was great. Uh, um, granted, I haven't rewatched it in. Oh, uh, I haven't seen it since we saw it in theaters in like high school or whatever that was. I think it was after high school. Whatever it was, it was been, it's been a long time. Um, Kai, uh, Cloverfield was I like I appreciated seeing a movie from like purely the human like man on the street perspective, but like the kaiju like the monster in that was like super uninteresting and like I don't know the, it, I, I I didn't really get what I want out of like a giant monster movie with that. Yeah, but I think it was different. I mean, it, it I was, also had there's so many yeah like kaiju like it was an interesting cool with that. like I said it was an interesting perspective. I like to see things be different. But as far as like, I I have noticed I've never had any desire to re revisit it. Whereas like yeah, other things I've, I I would like I would rewatch, I have rewatched like the legendary Godzilla movies now, you know. Oh God, in twenty fourteen like has things, I really like in it, and it's just so bogged down and like, just bad human characters and like they really withhold like, the things that you want from like a movie like this, whereas this one really embraces it. Yeah, that, that's kind of my big issue with 2014. Like, it's not like they're necessarily doing anything new. So mm -hmm. the fact that they just held Godzilla back from us for so long, and then you finally think you're going to see him, and you see him for a second, and then they just cut yeah. to the next day. Yeah. That, like, like, I almost, like, like, I like the idea of them holding back on the Godzilla stuff to make it more of an intimate human story and, like, where he's a disaster. But, like, A, you have to give us compelling human characters. Uh, and B, once you have to finally deliver on the monster fight that you've been building up. And it came so close to doing at least that last part. If it had done that, I'd be like, all right. 
whatever. So one thing we didn't touch on, I do like in this movie how Mecha Godzilla was attempting to kill Godzilla the same way Godzilla. Oh yeah, where he's like, yeah, he was gonna blast. Yeah, him. I was like, oh snap, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. And then of course that's when Kong is all rejuvenated and like is able to kind of like rip him away. Yeah. And that's when like you know Godzilla and Kong are teaming up. At, yeah. at first they're like ripping like his arms like Mecha Godzilla's arms apart. I was like, oh please just don't rip him in half and that be the end of it. <laughs> like have to fight him and team up. And I was like, all right, this is yeah. I, I also thought it was cool that um, you know, for fans of Kong, because mm-hmm. like if you make one the winner, you know, you stand the risk of like big fans of the other being like salty about that. Yeah. But um I do like that like Kong was the one to defeat Mechagot to deliver he didn't do it alone, of course, yeah. but like Yeah, he's the one he, like finally like ripped him apart because you know. They're, they're, they're teaming up and his, his axe loses its, you know, doesn't have its power anymore. Uh, Godzilla's defeated uh, over, you know, like he's laying on his side over like in, like blocks away. Mechagodzilla's got him like pinned up against the building. Uh, so, you know, Godzilla shoots the axe with his radioactive breath and charges it up. And then that gives, that makes it be able to cut through Mechagodzilla's and he just chops him to pieces and then eventually rips his head off. It's like super satisfying to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do is- like how that's like his move is to rip things heads off and yeah, I mean he does that. he does it in the other movie too. I mean, you know, if we ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I guess Godzilla's thing is to throw up in people's mouths, you know. So that's why Mecha Godzilla was doing it. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Which, so yeah, I, you the, know, um, there, there was, okay. wasn't guaranteed to be a thing because, like, I think the legendary movies are a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, I mean, overall, they're yeah. not my favorite Godzilla flicks. Um, yeah, I like the '80s and '90s era Godzilla like block the most, um, like that series of movies. I mean, I like the Millennium stuff too, but like they're disconnected from each other. Yeah, I mean, so it's easier. It's easier to kind of parcel out like the ones that you like the best out of those. For sure, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know what my favorite like era is. I mean, I love the classic like goofy era too. Like, it's got a charm to it that like, you know, like not necessarily that you need to keep the keep going forward. Like I'm glad that after they beat Mecha Godzilla, Godzilla didn't start jumping up and down and dancing. Um, I mean, if that's a deleted scene, I would love to see it, but that should have been the post credit scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, like I, I love like when he's like flying around using his atomic breath as like a propellant, like propulsion and stuff. Like there, there's some fun stuff in that. Like I, I enjoyed it in a different level. Um, yeah. But I guess that's why I, I I don't take these movies as seriously, so I didn't mind some of the the shortcomings that like in a, a more traditional like blockbuster movie like I might be really annoyed by. Um. But yeah, I guess I guess it just comes down to like you got to judge each movie on its own terms. And I think what this movie set out to do it it did well. Um. Yeah. Some things could have been done better. 
I'm not. I'm never going to argue that any of these movies are perfect. Um, even like the you know Gojira and the original King Kong, I wouldn't say are perfect movies. You know, Gojira. Gojira is pretty close. Yeah, but again, that well, I think what that movie set out the, the the story it wanted to tell, I think it told very well, and I think it's like the fallout of Godzilla's attack, like. Again, you know, since we're a country that did not experience a nuclear attack, like I think it conveys uh, what the horror and aftermath of that very well. Where it's like, wow, this is really shitty, <laughs> for lack of a yeah. better term. But um, I don't know. I I know we, we we in talking about King of the Monsters, it's got a very pro nuclear message. Because I know you feel like they the legendary series is kind of not really. It has missed the mark, I guess, on what make uh, on Godzilla's origin. Yeah, and like, not saying it's like pro nuke, but like a nuclear bomb plays a big part in saving the day in King of the Monsters. Yeah, and that like, like it is what it is. Like, I don't take it too seriously, but it's like, ah, like. Do you really know what it's about, like to the people who who are like making it? They might not be thinking about it. I mean, like they did use the oxygen destroyer, and that's why Godzilla's like dying, and he needs to recharge. Like I, I get why like they needed like they're like listen, Godzilla's like powered by like nuclear bombs. Like uh, we kind of need to power him, and granted, like it overcharges him, so we get like the burning Godzilla stuff at the end. And he does explode in a, uh, you know, a major American city at the end because he's so overcharged. Um, yeah, and that and that part does also help kill Ghidorah. Uh, Just like, oh, cool, they use the oxygen destroyer, but yeah. like, the thing about that from the original movie was like, Sarazawa, like was like we just survived like you know the country just had two atomic bombs i'm not gonna like introduce this like yeah. new like weapon of mass destruction yeah and like sarazawa like died with it mm -hmm. just so it could never be made or used again yeah and like that was powerful in like i mean it also i guess it also just like is the difference like Americans are like not all Americans obviously but like overall we're like yeah military power go more big weapons you know yeah that is something that's weird about these new movies like the military keeps teaming up with Godzilla uh so yeah and if we look at him as like yeah he's a he's the a-bomb like it's kind of like mm, yeah i get it but at the end of the day you do get to see a giant lizard ripping the heads off of things yeah yeah it, exactly like they're, they're still enjoyable qualities to the yeah. movies. i think it, i think it's coming from a more innocent place i don't think they really realize what that is coming off as when you look at it through with that lens and to be fair a lot of the godzilla movies really got away from that like from toho Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Like, 
what the hell was the message of Final Wars? Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, oh, Godzilla can beat all of the monsters. Which speaking yeah. of Final Wars, uh, I guess how does this stuff compare to the last time uh, we tried to make an American Godzilla movie? Oh, um, the Matthew Broderick one. Yeah. I'm gonna. This might be a bold statement. I don't hate that movie. Oh, if it was pretty stupid. Oh no, it is. But if it wasn't called Godzilla and it was called like, you know, Iguanodus, you know, or something like, I don't think it would be as hated. Yeah. No, for sure. Because like, because um, like, you know, uh, uh, Roland Emmerich also did Independence Day, which is just as stupid but people like it you know what i mean i hear that i mean my big my big problem with uh <clears throat> that movie is like godzilla kind of goes down like a chump yeah and like if if that's how he goes down in that movie like why was there a movie? Like, why didn't the military just, like, kill him in the beginning? Because he knows how to hide in the city. <clears throat> which is ridiculous. I do think... Uh, I am grateful for that movie for giving us the uh, Saturday morning cartoon sequel. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that at all as I a kid? I never watched it, yeah. Uh, I hear it's good. It's cool. And like the way they introduce Mecha Godzilla in that is also really rad. Okay. Maybe we'll I, check it out at some point. Because I, I think it's uh I think it's the same way the original Mecha Godzilla was introduced. Well, like it's the, the body. Bones. Yeah. The bones of the like, original. Because I know I know the Godzilla in that is like one of the Godzilla raptors from the end of that movie, like grown up. Yeah, because like at the end of that movie, they're like, all right, we kill Godzilla and we kill all the eggs, but then it like pans away and it yeah, like sequel like baits another one that hatched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and since it's like a baby in the cartoon, like they're able to like train it to like fight other kaiju. Yeah, I know. I know there's other kaiju in that and like it works with like a human group. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's. Uh, it's a fun experience that that cartoon. And I know they give him his atomic breath in that. Yeah. Which he doesn't have in the, the main movie. My biggest problem with that movie is just like it's so sloppy. Like Godzilla's scale keeps changing. And then once he like is in the city, like I don't know, it they keep like not using him. Maybe he just gets there too soon. I don't know. It's also like, it's the Roland what, is, what is Godzilla's purpose? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, why do you go there to nest <clears throat> or whatever? That's what he's trying to do. I think the buildup in that movie is pretty cool. Um, and like when he's first like in the city, like, you know, again, you see him from more of the human perspective, like down low when he's kind of like rampaging, like that was cool. Also military games involved, that movie stinks. I do like, um, seeing Godzilla, I, I, was that the first movie to show Godzilla kind of from that human perspective? Um, I guess that's the first like CG Godzilla, you know? Yeah, that's, you know, yeah, that's the first CG Godzilla because I think the first Toho CG one is in the 
Godzilla 2000 Millennium, which was sort of made in response to that movie. Yeah, for sure. Which you get to um, see him swimming in CG. And a scene I really like. Um, that play, and like, yeah, I remember, that scene like sticks out from the Millennium one. Um, him swimming to like the classic theme, yeah. which I did kind of miss in a... In Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. It was used really well in the last movie. Yeah, I the monsters. That was like my favorite part when that came on for sure. Oh yeah, that that the Godzilla March theme is one of my favorite like movie themes, like full stop. It's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so I was missing this, but like I didn't really miss it in the moment, if that makes any sense. I think the soundtrack was okay. Yeah, it was fine. Nothing memorable. But I think um... King of the Monsters had a much better soundtrack because it also incorporated a lot of classic like Mothra's themes in it, like the, it, it made, which made it feel a little bit more diverse, but it also had like, you know, more monsters in it, like, you know, versus this one, but mainly had the two. And then, you know, Mechagodzilla's another form of Godzilla in a certain perspective. Yeah, true. But yeah, I know uh, we kind of talked about how, um, Like, I guess with the aftermath of, like, Pacific Rim, really, um, kaiju stuff is kind of a big deal here in the in the West. What yeah. do you want next from your... You want it to go away for a little bit, or...? If it's not going to go away a little bit, I kind of want them to do something a little bit more. I think they need to open up the world a little bit more. Um, I think Aliens is the way to go. Uh, I, I just I don't know where I personally would take this series. Um, I feel satisfied if they ended it here. If that makes any sense, like I don't necessarily need more. If we do do more, I want them to do things wildly different. Like the one th the one thing I'm a little disappointed about with this series is like the the world should be so fundamentally changed. Like after each one of these movies. But like it's still like the same basic world that we live in now that like i'd love to see like technology be different like how we deal with like build cities looks different um i i would like to see them lean more into the sci-fi aspect i mean it could take place like 100 years from now or something i don't know i i, I think something where we can do it where it's like uh i think they need to do something less realistic less set in our reality as much as these movies are set in our reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't, it. I wouldn't also mind just, you know, let it go dormant for a little bit. Maybe Toho makes some new movies. I would say if, the, if Toho does make new movies, I really hope this opens up the door for them coming here without as much American studio meddling other than just, you know, translation. But like, yeah. I'm not opposed to them just doing subtitles and that be it. Did you see Shin Godzilla? No, I was about to bring it up. I still haven't gotten around to seeing it. Oh, man. But like, so, that's something, like, they took it in a completely different direction. And I think that's cool. Yeah, Kayla and I saw it in, um, in, they, they had it in the, the artsy theater over here, and whew, it was awesome to see. Um, yeah. 
just like they do a real good job in that movie of like showing how like terrifying a kaiju could be oh no yeah like i there's so many different directions you can take this stuff in. you can have like the goofy monster brawl stuff which is fun in its own way but like then you can have like yeah this would be like the worst thing to ever happen you know kind of direction um which is more in the original spirit of both godzilla and king kong i guess um where it's like yeah although i think there's more of a, a tragedy for the monster in king kong where it's like he's taken out of his element and um it's not really his fault but we have to kill him anyway whereas godzilla yeah. is like man's hubris kind of creates this like uncontrollable disaster um yeah kong is and i I mean like you know i mean they're they're telling two very different stories yeah and also from like an evolutionary uh aspect it makes sense that we'd sympathize more with like a monkey i mean yeah (laughs) yeah I, i i get that i i do think they do a good job of giving godzilla like expressions and his own personality in these movies yeah i i um especially this one i was like oh man like they like if this was like i don't know like if these were human characters like they're still like cutting to them i I feel like moments they would cut to like human characters yeah i like that they treat them like characters Uh, yeah and like I think they treat at least Godzilla more like a character in this than they have in the other ones in that same regard. Like there's elements of that in, in the other movies, but like, but yeah, Kong, like Kong in Skull Island is definitely like a character. Um, he doesn't directly communicate with people in, in that one. Like he does in this, like you can tell, like they, they go out of his way. I guess it's just the primate thing, you know, versus like giant lizard dinosaur monster whatever godzilla is supposed to be um but overall like i'm glad that these movies like took off like after godzilla 2014 like it could have really i don't know how i guess the movie did well like box office wise but i remember critically like a lot of people i know were like really down on it and like as was i yeah and i feel like the studio definitely sold people on a movie that was a a little bit different than what the movie actually was i mean i'll be honest with you man like those trailers for that original movie like still work they're so good yeah but like yeah it's just like oh here's your human lead brian cranston everyone loves him right now and then it's like like he's in and like he's the best part of that movie and then they kill him like really unceremoniously very early yeah and it's just like oh what like yeah cool didn't see that twist coming but also now we're left with but uh, you weren't replaced with anything interesting like you're replaced with the guy who plays kick-ass and he's so boring in it and like he's everywhere like oh wait was he the guy who played kick-ass yeah aaron isn't he also quicksilver he's the original quicksilver in in avengers now that we have but yeah. in that movie he's married to elizabeth olsen right oh yeah 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 we made these comments back when that movie came out because uh, age of ultron i think was like the same year 
Interesting. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like the ultimate versions of those characters, you know, since they were uh, more than siblings in those books. Remember when I we hate. Yeah. <laughs> I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if we kept getting, or, you know, maybe got a few more kaiju movies over here. Um, I also don't want it to be like an oversaturated genre, like how we have. Yeah, I, I like it as a niche thing. Not that it's like, yeah. I don't know, you got to get more like ownership of it. Isn't like, like this movie works, even though it, it falls into a lot of the same tropes and shortcomings that the genre has but i think it's handled well enough in the ways that matter for this kind of movie that it, it works and like it becomes a more prolific uh you know like genre like i i think it would i think these things could be easily like fall apart and it would really turn audiences off to it um i kind of hope this opens up a new wave for like gamera that might be really cool. Um, yeah, I dig. Uh, and Gamera also, I mean, depending which Gamera you're looking at, but I love like friend of the children gam Gamera. Yeah. And I, I would love to see maybe not an American Gamera, but like, who knows? I'd love to just see a well done Gamera. Movie. How long ago was that like last trilogy that they did? So early 2000s or was it the 90s? I think the Gamera trilogy was in the 90s. Mm -hmm. I know in the early to mid 2000s, like you get like, there's like this one Gamera movie where like a little boy finds like a turtle egg mm -hmm. and like it hatches and it's just like a little turtle, but then it just like keeps it's getting and just is Gamera. Yeah. Um, but I know that like trilogies held in like really high regard. Yeah. Who who directed that? Was that Takashi Miike? You would know better than me. He's if uh let's see let's see who did it. All right, maybe not. It wasn't him. Okay. But yeah, I know the story was like the person who did that wanted to make Godzilla movies. They wouldn't let him. So he's like, well, I'll just do it my own way like, uh, with something else. And I know that they were like really critically and commercially successful. Yeah. And then I think they eventually were got to do a Godzilla movie, right? I believe so. I think they did this. I think he did um, GMK. Like the most popular of the Millennium series, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, which fans shortened to GMK. But I could be completely wrong. I'm not an expert at this stuff. But um, uh, maybe we'll do another podcast where we go through um, like the, 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 the yeah, we'll go down the rabbit hole a little bit more. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do a Gamera podcast. I mean, 
I haven't watched most of the Gamera stuff, so I'd be I'd be interested in um, visiting that and then and then discussing it. But you know, we haven't touched on this stuff a lot in the podcast as a whole. But like, I really love the Godzilla series, um, so it'd be fun to maybe like maybe we can do like the different like eras, like the Showa era, like for an episode, the Heisei era, era stuff like that. Um, that might be fun to do. I might finally get to see Shin Godzilla. I know. Um, I know Sean's really into that because, but he also loves the guy who does Neo Genesis Evangelion, who did that movie. Um, I don't remember his. I'm I'm bad with names. Is that Keanu? Yeah, I hated Ava, so we'll see. I'm I'm. That's why I didn't like rush out to see it. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. Yeah, he's uh, he's also his next project is uh, Shin Ultraman. That's cool. Yeah, I'm stoked to see what it's all about. Yeah, I don't know how you make Ultraman like a horror thing. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have to do that with it. So, as an Ultraman fan, maybe you should try to watch Evangelion again. It's kind of, if you look at it in a certain way, it's kind of like, it is Ultraman. Yeah, I mean... I've kind of wanted to revisit it, uh, Ava, at some point, because a lot of people don't really like it. And on paper, I should like it. Let's do an Ava podcast. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe we'll do that as the next Watches uh, sub-series once Falcon and Winter Soldier is over. But um, I, at the time when it was coming out, I really, really could not stand the characters in it. And, oh, well, they're not good people. <laughs> well, like, so it's just like, I... I I don't know. Maybe I was, I was, you know, that was also like 20 years ago. Um, yeah. My sensibilities have changed. It's just one of those things like the way people talk about it and like it's been really off putting for a very long time for me. Um, maybe I'll watch Shin Godzilla, love it, and then want to revisit that more, uh, more. But I think the next show I'm going to watch is probably Invincible, which just started. Oh, yeah. As I know. Out. We used to watch, uh, we used to read that back in the day and very much enjoy it. It was a wonderful comic for a very long time. Yeah, I, I used to call it the best, uh, the most consistent superhero comic on shelves. And then The Walking Dead took off and Robert Kirkman's priorities, you could tell, shifted. Yeah, I, you know, I'd like to reread it and then actually finish it. But uh, yeah, I would like to do the same thing because it might it might read better without being a monthly book now. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in it because it was amazing. Um, but I'm curious to see I'll how save they, that for an invincible podcast. Yeah, I am curious to see how they're going to adapt the uh, the crossover multiverse episode like story. Oh, I'm sure they're not going to so actually cool. go to Marvel and stuff this time. Definitely not. Um, yeah. But but it would be cool if they like go to other image things like Spawn and stuff. That would be rad. You know, like I, I think there's the show's got a lot of really the, the series has a lot of really cool stuff in it. I'm very excited to check it out. Um, but yeah, since we're getting, I think uh, I think it covered all the topics I wanted to hit in GVK dawn of kai justice um uh i don't know is there anything else you think we needed to, to hit that you didn't yet no i don't think so um 
great film. I know it's doing very well, um, as much as a movie can be doing now. So, which means we'll probably get another, we'll probably get more. Um, I just don't know where I want to, where I'd want the series to go. Um, all of the main Godzilla things I'd want them to adapt, they've adapted. I mean, it's cool as it would be to see, you know, like Gigan and Angerus and like a lot of the other characters we haven't had. I don't know. Maybe they surprise us with something new, like the Muto was something new in the first movie. And on yeah. paper, like, I think that thing could have been pretty cool. Just that movie had a lot of other problems bogging down the monster stuff. Yeah, I, I would love to see. And yeah, like I said earlier, maybe maybe space is involved, but there's also like the hollow earth. Yeah. It's like pretty untapped, you know, we got to see a little bit of it and it yeah, was there's, really rad. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that could be happening down there. Yeah. You know, maybe instead of, uh, you know, aliens from space, it's like, oh, some offshoot of humanity got stuck down there like hundreds of thousands of years ago. And like, maybe they evolved into something else now, you know, and that's a good excuse to like get Kong involved being like, you know, he's down there and they have a new monarch outpost down there with like his, you know, human friends and stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Oh, one thing I did want to touch on. Yeah. Um, the casting of Gia. That's the little girl, right? Yeah. I thought that was really rad. Like she, she's like, she, the actress is deaf. And like, I think like, uh, we'd read that like four generations of her like family, like it's like a genetic, like. Like deafness. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. That was cool that like cool. I, you're gonna get someone for that role in a big blockbuster like and i think she did a good job as like a little act like she'd still like your like acting stuff you know via the face and mannerisms of course um i mean i don't for lack of a better term speak sign language so i'm not i, I don't i can't verify the accuracy but if she actually is deaf i'm sure it was all like legit yeah 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 i i can't see it not being legitimate but yeah, I thought that was rad. Um, That's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Glad they uh, had that representation there. Yeah, and I assume she like looks like she's uh, of like Pacific origin. Um, I don't know. I but um, I because I know Skull Island's just like somewhere. I don't know how close it is to any like major population centers, but I know in their their world like the people that the natives there are very like isolated word but um yeah give give us uh, skull island a shot it was a lot better than i think uh i thought it was going to be because like you see john c Riley and stuff like being goofy and things in the the trailers i'm like eh but like it's it's real it's 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 good we're check it out it's also like a murderer's row of like marvel actors <laughs> It's really? Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, John Goodman's in it. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of a lot of faces you'd recognize. It's a lot of fun. Um, I remember watching it and being like, "I'm totally." It's so much lighter and different, like more fun than the the, the other two Godzilla movies. I was kind of worried or curious of how it was going to mesh in this. I think they did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, works for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, cool. All right, so I think we'll end it here. Um, Kendall, can they? Where can they find you online? 
Uh, who knows anymore? Uh, yeah. Go to Star Savior Bunny on Instagram for me and my wife's Magical Girl webcomic that I plug every time I'm on this podcast, yeah. which feels like every week now. I know, especially since you're also doing the Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff a little bit. Yeah, which yeah. is fun. Yeah, I, I haven't watched that show, which is why that's uh, Harry's thing instead of mine. Um, follow us on uh, levelupentertainment.com. Uh, we're Level Up Entertainment on like all social media platforms. But if you go to the our main website, you'll be able to see all episodes of this podcast, along with all of our other exciting news. And you can shop our store uh, and stuff there. We're about to open up our second location in Summers Point, which is really exciting. Um, in fact, that's probably what I'm going to wind up doing later today is going over there and helping fix up some of the fixtures and stuff so we can get ready to open as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Until next time, you know, be safe.